Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. Hi there, it's Dallas Travers, and you're listening to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. At least that's the name for a little while longer. A while back, I shared some major changes we are making this year to more fully align the business with our company values, and changing the podcast name is one of those shifts. Not because there's anything wrong with having a six-figure business or even wanting six figures, seven figures, eight figures, 11 figures, but more because it's really this journey is about so much more than the money. Now, you'll have to wait a couple more weeks for the big reveal, so in the meantime, welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I am so excited about today's episode because it's been a while since we talked about list building, and if you want to eventually scale with a course or even a large group program, your list matters a lot. In fact, I often see coaches struggle to hit their numbers on their second or third program launches because they've ignored list building in between, and I do not want that to happen to you, so today's episode is designed to help you grow your list in a simple and connected way. My guest is Emily Grace, who helps actresses, creators write their damn script already and know what to do with it. Emily has pretty much mastered my favorite list building strategy, so it's time to up the ante. Tune in to hear us break down three list building habits designed to grow your audience and deepen your connection with them right from the beginning. This is definitely one of those episodes where you're going to want to take some notes. So with that, let's get into it. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dallas. It's so great to see you again. I know. We've known each other for a really long time. Yes. So it's been so fun to see in this last year and a bit, you really take ownership of what it is you really want to do in your business. It's been inspiring to see. So it's yes. Well, I wouldn't have gotten here if it wasn't for your guidance. So thank you so much for all the mentorship you've provided me over the years. I really value you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Just for our listeners, we're now just staring into each other's (laughs) eyes a little bit. Okay, I feel like with that intro, we actually should fill everybody in on what it is you do and maybe a little bit about how you got to this very specific niche with a very specific outcome. So let's give everyone a little bit of a backstory and then we'll dive in. Great. Okay, so my dream cap. I can't even say it. DCPS. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Say that three times fast. So my statement is... I help actress creators write their damn script already and know what to do with it, which I love doing. I'm so excited. It absolutely lights me up. But as you were saying, it took me a bit of trial and error to wind up here. 
So I started my business 2011, 2012, quite a long time ago. And actually, you were a model of mine. That's how I... I think we had similar coaching experiences and I went to one of your free talks with your book and met your husband like years ago. Um, So I was aware, I think you were doing what I sort of had an idea that I wanted to do, but I didn't quite have my own way into it. So I have an Mm -hmm. acting background. I booked a job really early in my career and everyone said, oh, you're going to be the next it girl and the industry is going to come knocking on your door. And none of that happened. I didn't even have an agent and it was very painful and really depressing. And that sort of led me to not wanting to have to wait to get picked by the industry because I knew firsthand that it doesn't necessarily work that way. Right. There were so many things about the entertainment industry that I didn't understand with relationship building and how to run my career like a business and all of these things I didn't know when this big break supposedly Mm -hmm. came along. So Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with it. So that sort of painful experience led me to wanting to create my own business so that I could create something that was mine, that I didn't need permission. Yeah. Like I would take coaching programs and things and be so excited about what I was learning. I would then turn around and teach all my actor friends. Yeah. Yeah. So fast forward, I was coaching actors with Reiki. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Which is, it was called the Reiki scene, right? About a scene in a play and a movie. Anyway. It's more widespread now. I see people doing that now, but at the time it was not normal. No one was super doing that. weirdo, right? Super, super weirdo. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> super weirdo. Like people didn't get it. And anyway, so trial and error. So then I realized, oh, the people that want help with the branding, the business, and the marketing don't care about the Reiki. And the people that care about the Reiki don't want to pay. Uh. <laughs> Okay. So I niched down to really uh, marketing and relationship building. Yes. Then there was a time where I was in a partnership and we had an acting studio with a physical space that was really Mm -hmm. focused on audition technique. And my goal was always to incorporate my marketing expertise so that it was sort of like a one-stop shop where you got acting technique and acting coaching as well as marketing and branding, but I just sort of took on the administrative role because that was necessary to move the company forward. And it just sort of became this administrative beast where I wasn't able to do what I'm really good at. Yeah. I was doing all these things that I'm competent at, but don't enjoy. Yeah. So after that, I went back to solopreneur where I was I got really clear. That's when we started coaching. I got really clear that I only wanted to work with women, female, femme identifying, non-binary people. So I was doing basically ambitious, I say actress, just so it's clear it's not for male identifying people, ambitious actresses. That was sort of my niche. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just found myself having these conversations that don't light me up about how do I get an agent and how do I get more auditions and things that are part of an actor's career. But there are so many other things you can do outside of the box to create your own opportunities. And that's what lights me up. So as I was on my own sort of writing my own screenplay journey, I realized, 
oh, every time I talk to someone who wants to create their own content, that's where I get excited. Totally. And that's yeah. what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about these other things anymore. I've done that. There are better coaches who love it. Mm-hmm. This is really what I love. So that's when I sort of got more clear about my niche, which is actress creators who want to write a screenplay and then move that screenplay forward whether they go into self-production or they want to pitch and sell it to someone else. Yeah. I have two things I want to say. The first one is for our listeners, because I say often about specificity. If everyone listening just heard, Emily suddenly had this hyphen. <laughs> Her target audience is a hyphen. And a lot of times we, you might think, wait, now you're just trying to pile it on right? But I remember I really pushed back about this, but you did the market research and your ideal client, they see themselves as a hyphenate. And that hyphenate is actor hyphen creator. So we are using their language here. (laughs) Look at me, I'm all red in the face. I'm like, I don't like hyphens. What are we doing? That's what it looks like when you use your client's words. So just a note to everyone who's astutely listening. The other thing, Emily, that I had never realized until I heard you share your journey with me, because we were working together during that transition when you left the partnership and went back to your own business. That happened. It's a complete reflection of what happens for your clients before they find you. Here you were in a business doing the necessary administrative tasks that someone had to do in order to be a business and it didn't light you up. And so these actors who were coming to you talking about, how do I get an agent? What a drag, right? Like, how do I fix my actor's access account so I can get more auditions? All of that stuff. It fits in that same category of the boring administrative work that we think has to happen. (laughs) So I didn't realize, looking back on it now, I see the gift in starting that company and realizing you were in the have to's instead of the get to's. Yes. Because it ignited that emotion and that feeling for you again. And you can relate so clearly to your clients on the artistic level, but also on the business level because of that. Yes. I love hearing you say that because I'm, I don't think I put those pieces together either until you just said it. And it's also like, there's a difference between the have tos and just feeling like, oh, things are possible. I can create this myself mm-hmm. and this is exciting. And it's just, you know, when you feel whatever energetic vibrations of those two different things, you really feel just differently in your body. Yeah. And I definitely prefer the feeling of possibility for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay. So now we have the Pickford West Creator Lab. That's your yes. primary offering, right? So exciting. And what are you focusing on now and how can I help? Let's dig into some coaching here. Let's do it. So Pickford West Creator Lab, it's a brand new program. I have my founding members and I've sold it once to my list. So now I'm really trying to set a strong foundation to make this a sustainable program, which of course is about the list building. So I know I should be list building. I have a daily appointment in my calendar for list building. And then I just find myself not doing it. So I have one solution that I've solved, which is... 
I hired someone whose only job is list building and she's fantastic. And I did the hiring module and that was really helpful. I had the right person in the right job. So she's reaching out to do a lot of cross promotions. And as we're doing this, I'm seeing there's only so many business owners that seem like they have a good list. They understand what a list is. There's only Mm -hmm. so many people that you can approach. And then I'm finding we're approaching a lot of people who do the same service yeah. and I'm struggling with what do I do when I run out of people or I don't want to inundate my list with all of the same services because I feel like that's going to dilute mm-hmm. all the cross promotions for people. It's not going to be as great of a win for them. And mm-hmm. so I'm sort of struggling in the now what I'm doing the cross promotion outreach. I'm getting some yeses and I'm seeing like the trouble ahead. Okay, great. I'm just going to create context for all of our listeners. So one of the list building practices, and I think it's the best place to get started, is with lead magnet swaps or cross promotion. So what that looks like is you find other services who share your audience. And so Emily has a freebie. I have a freebie. We pick a week. I promote her freebie to my list. She promotes her freebie to her list and everybody wins. So what Emily is sharing here is, okay, I don't want to have a list of 47 headshot photographers that I'm promoting because now am I really helping any of those photographers if next week I have another one that I'm promoting? And also, what am I telling my list if I also have this big long list of just headshot photographers that I'm promoting? In your industry, there's also this friction because it's like the people who get it are in the Six Figure Coach Club. Sorry. Exactly. No, it's so true. (laughs) No, it's, I mean, I have to speak to this. It's so true. Like people in the Six Figure Coach Club, it's so easy to set up a cross promotion. People outside of it, it's like, they're rude. They feel like you're trying to steal their clients. They don't get it. They don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to build a list. And so you start talking about this and it just, it's a foreign language to them. Yes. Okay. So I want to congratulate you because it sounds like you've now graduated. You've got the lead magnet swaps down. So the question here really is what next? So let's just talk about the process or mm, the scheduling rather of lead magnet swaps. And then let's find an enlivening next list building opportunity for you that really highlights your gifts and skills and your creativity. Okay. And maybe if there's time, we can talk about what you'll do on social, which is your favorite thing, right? (laughs) To support your list building efforts. Sounds good. Great. So just structurally with lead magnet swaps, my recommendation would be have your core list of 12 or 24 services and then it's done. So once a month or twice a month, depending on the frequency with which you're emailing your list, now you have these core partnerships and it's done and dusted. So every April, (laughs) you do a lead magnet swap with a lease, right? And every June, it's with someone else and it just works that way. Now, the other thing to think about, and maybe this can, we can task this out to your assistant. Can we start to find businesses that are adjacent, that aren't so on the nose. Think about all of the painters. I'm just, I pulled that out of the sky, but like other artists in other avenues who would love 
to move into filmmaking and didn't start as actresses. There could be your ideal audience on these other adjacent lists, and these people are not getting inundated with promos from people who serve actors. So that could be something to explore. It may be a rabbit hole that isn't necessarily worth the effort, but it also could be something worth exploring just so you have some diversity in your partnerships. And then would I still use the same like actress creator languaging or would I? Yes. Yes. You have to even lean into it more because you don't actually want the painters (laughs) on your list, right? (laughs) Right. You want the creative people who are on the list of an art teacher because painting has been fun for them. But what they really want is storytelling. So you want to lean even harder into that language. Because I'd rather you have a list of 15 people who are your dream clients than 1,500 random people who won't buy. 100%. Right. Okay. Great. Anything else around just the structure of partnerships before we add another layer? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to throw this out there and you're allowed to say no and we have other ideas and we have more time. Okay. Okay. But I'm just really getting a hit here that you need to launch a podcast. I'm going to. Oh, you are? I am. Yeah, I'm going to. Your podcast is your next big list builder. Okay. I'm yelling. Okay. Do we need to (laughs) talk about this or do you have a plan in place? Let's talk through it. Yeah. Because it might not be what you're envisioning, um, okay. but it's where I'm probably going to get started. Great. So and I'm, I'm going to listen to your plan through the lens of list building. Okay. Fantastic. Great. So Olivia, who contributed the writing content to Pickford West Creator Lab, mm-hmm. she's launching a subscription box for writers called okay. Story or Box. So Creator Lab is my thing that she's contributing to. Story or Box is her thing that I'm contributing to. So we're working on it together. And it's sort of like the lower bar to getting into Creator Lab, just pricing wise, it's a lower bar. Got it. So part of Story or Box is going to be a podcast, which I'll be the host of. Okay. So we're going to be interviewing like screenwriters And then I'll be doing something similar to what you do, which is like a coaching episode. Mm -hmm. So we'll be having volunteers who are struggling through something to do with making their screenplay. That's the idea behind the Storyer podcast. Okay. Okay. Tell me your thoughts. My thoughts are you absolutely need a podcast. We're getting meta because we're on my podcast (laughs) talking about podcasts and I'm going to tell everyone my like evil marketing plan for the podcast. So buckle up. (laughs) My pen. Here's what I can tell you. The format of this show does all of the heavy lifting for me when it comes to selling. When people listen to this show, they either stop listening or they binge and they want to work with me. Got it. This is to me the epitome of experiential marketing. So now, instead of just promoting the Six Figure Coach Club, Six Figure Coach Club, right? We promote the podcast. Because if you're listening to the podcast, it's the best way for you to really understand what's possible for you inside of the club. Yes. So that's why the majority of our episodes are me coaching. 
Sidebar, yeah. it's also podcasting for lazy people because I don't have to write episodes. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so smart. I just get to show up. Like for everyone listening, I saw Emily. I'm like, hey, it's so nice to see you. How are you doing? Okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> right? And then here we go. It's podcasts for lazy people. I love it. So I had an idea that it would be there, but the value has surprised me. Now, there's another layer here because it's one thing for me to love your podcast and it's another thing for me to become a client, right, Right. easily. So if all you're doing is coaching and interviewing screenwriters, there isn't a huge opportunity for list building. So I would recommend that we layer in two things here. Number one, with the screenwriters, and don't let me forget to talk about promotion, With the screenwriters, if you could design a cheat sheet that goes along with every episode that turns into a lead magnet. Oh, that's good. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's not a training. You're not building a course. It could even be like pulling your favorite three quotes from the person. Making sure that with every interview, you get a practical, applicable tip, whether that's overcoming writer's block, whether that's pitching, whatever it's about, the guest has to give a process of some sort that can be broken into steps so that you can plug that onto the lead magnet. And then some sort of quick exercise, just based on what the guest said. So it's like after listening to Fred Flintstone's episode, my commitment in the next seven days is to X and in the next 30 days is to Y. Something super simple that's pretty rinse and repeatable. And then you can have commercials in your podcast. I don't know if you've noticed, but the only sponsors of this (laughs) podcast is me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So every commercial, sorry, everybody, I'm just ruining it for all of you. (laughs) But every commercial on this show is to a lead magnet. We try to pick one that's as relevant as possible to the topic that we're covering. But that's how I use the podcast to build my list. Got it. Okay. And the reason I'm especially saying this, because I don't do this on my show, but that's because the guests I bring in all have lists. Screenwriters do not. I'm just making that assumption, right? So you'll want to create something and insist that they promote the episode, right? Even if that's just on social. Insist that they promote the episode and then their listeners will come you're going to have that downloadable. And so the theory here is that they'll listen and then want to download and now they're on your list. Got it. Okay. The other thing that I would recommend is just in terms of formatting. So do you have an idea about the ratio of screenwriter interviews to coaching episodes? To get going, it would probably be one of each a month. Okay. So then the next layer to add would be a third episode a month which is interviewing another air quotes here service provider or someone with an actual list got it who can promote your show as well great this is good so we've got a monthly lead magnet swap with an aligned company we have the podcast 
where once you get this going, you may find, I did, that it's actually easier to do an episode a week than two a month because I just get into a rhythm. Two a month, we never quite get into a rhythm, okay? So, but you'll have your podcast going out that has an invitation to get on your list. It also does all of the heavy lifting because people get to hear you in action making a difference for people positioned as an expert when you're doing these interviews. So that's just, again, makes selling so much easier. And now we can use it to build your list. Great. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just in the middle of course delivery. So I'm just, yeah. When that is done, I know I'll have room for this. Okay. I just get a little like, oh my God, I've got to add the ad. It can go into overwhelm very quickly, but I don't have to start it tomorrow. Right. Okay. So this episode is going to air, I think, sometime in October, but we're recording it today. It's July 31st. Let's put a date on the calendar for you to review what we just talked about. Okay. And construct your, we'll call it your production plan for list building with the podcast. Let's just set a date and now you don't have to, it's not going to float away on you. And you also don't have to worry about it as you're trying to deliver your program. Okay. Let's say September 1st. Love it. A month and a day. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So Emily, why don't we take a quick break and then let's come back and just, we'll have a little brainstorm around how you can gracefully insert more list building into your social media strategy. Great. Sounds good. Hey, I've got a question for you. What's your coaching superpower? If you haven't thought about it, I've got a free quiz that's pretty good at deciphering your magical mojo. Are you great at creating connections? Maybe you're a natural leader who people just trust, or perhaps it's your strong sense of purpose that you really need to leverage. Let's find out where you are, where you want to be, and how to best get you there with the Coaching Superpower Quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds to complete, and when you're done, you'll learn the precise steps you need to take, whether you're ready to scale your business, you want to build your list, or you just need to find some paying clients. Plus, you'll get your very own personalized toolkit that caters to your unique superpower because accentuating the positive is always a good idea. So if you're ready to clear away the fog, chart your course, and steer your business in the right direction with as much ease and grace as possible, go take the superpower quiz. You can find it now at sixfigurecoachquiz.com. Okay, we're back. Emily, I just have to say I'm really excited that you were already planning on a podcast. I think it's the perfect thing for you. Thank you. I used to have a podcast briefly. And oh, I didn't just, know that. Yeah, it was my friend and I started this thing called Pussy Talk, which was supposed to be about things that women experience that they don't really share. And it was sort of the rage around the Me Too, Harvey Weinstein story breaking was when we finally mm-hmm. started it. And then it just, you know, it just became really tough with different schedules and chaotic lifestyles. And it just wasn't, we weren't able to maintain it at that time, but I do really love the idea of a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's the smartest thing I did for my business probably in the last three years because I just really enjoy it. 
but I've also oh, yeah. seen the impact. Good. Okay. So we've got lead magnet swaps. Now we've talked about a structure to make sh- to ensure that the podcast is more than just a fun show that you put out. Let's yes. talk about social media. Part of why I'm excited to talk about this is because in this quarter, I've gotten very serious about becoming more of an expert in this area. So we've been testing a lot of things and trying a lot of things and breaking a lot of things. And it's been thrilling for me and probably frustrating for my team. But <laughs> I, I see the potential when there's actually a strategy on social instead of just, okay, I got to post something and what can I get to? And there's no real strategy. Yes. So, and for the record, I've been in business forever and we have not had a strategy until spring of 2021. So we're all learning, right? So it's okay if you don't have a strategy. What does your social media marketing look like right now? So there's two different things that I'm doing. One is my Facebook group. Yep. So I'm pretty active in there. I have set posts for each day of the week. I try to stay committed to one video a week inside of that group. Outside of that group, right now, my strategy is if I can post once a week on Instagram, something that's around my business or my business topics, that is a win for me right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's it. (laughs) Okay. Or I'm sorry, let me clarify. So my visibility specialist, who is the person who's in charge of the list building. Title, I love it. Great title. She does the Instagram DM strategy. Okay. To move people into the Facebook group. And that has been great. She's doing a great job with that. Awesome. All right. So I am not going to tell you to post more. Okay. You may get there, but here's the biggest mistake that I have made on Instagram up until last Thursday, it feels like. Okay. (laughs) This is all super fresh. <laughs> so hopefully by the time the episode airs, people can go to my account and be like, oh, okay, yes, I, there must be something happening here, but we'll see. That's yet to be determined. You know, they call it posting and ghosting. I used to really think that it's just about putting only having good content and people will find me and people need to follow me. And it just became about almost vanity metrics. I was just prioritizing the wrong thing. But one of my core values is belonging. Right. The other one is integrity. So like, what kind of asshole have I been? (laughs) Right. But regardless, if you could dedicate 15 minutes a day, and I'm going to bet that you're already on Instagram for 15 minutes a day scrolling. Yes. Right. But it's dedicating 15 minutes a day to just engaging. So what does that look like? Step one would be to ensure that no comment on any one of your posts goes ignored. Everyone who comments, you see them, you hear them. Then it's coming up with your core group of hashtags. I'm going to make up like actor life maybe is one of them, yes, right? That is. Follow actor life. You can follow that hashtag. And then you just see people posting using that hashtag. And instead of doing what most of us do, which is scroll and smile or scroll and judge and maybe like every once in a while, take some time to like, follow and comment. Got it. 
And it can't be a comment like, I love your content. Or like the flame and the 100 emoji. It needs to be really personalized. <laughs> oh, come on, Dallas. <laughs> so I'll give you an example. Let's just say that I posted a picture today of my dog's kimchi and Subaru. Okay. You see that in your feed and you're a dog lover. So you might post heart. You might even write like cuties, right? Take it a step further. Use my name in the comment. That makes it personalized right away. Great. Okay. Right. And observe something specific and it has to be real to you. So let's pretend you weren't a dog person, right? What could be real to you is commenting, Dallas, I'm usually not a dog person, but this picture is starting to convince me. Got it. Okay. People with an Instagram strategy do this, right? But most of us don't because we forget about the importance of connection and it actually feels like a massive waste of time. Yeah. But the truth is we're wasting our time on Instagram already. We're scrolling without engaging. So if you just kept the win of a weekly post, okay, there's definitely room to grow there, but fine, right? And use some dedicated time to connect with your target audience and actually start to have real conversations with them about yeah. them. You'll see a massive difference. Right. So then what happens is people start to see you and trust you. They're going to start to follow you back. Now, with the DM strategy, your assistant with every new follower can message them. Thank you so much for following. We'd love you to come to the Facebook group. And here's why. Great. Okay. That's smart. Okay. And once the podcast is live, one thing we do is like, thanks so much for the follow, Emily. Do you listen to the podcast yet? Yeah. And if they say no, say, oh, here's the link. Check out episode 15. It's my favorite. Great. But really taking the time you know, people often say social media is supposed to be social. Let's call it personal instead. Yeah. And this as a business owner brings me back. And I know you care about this too. Like you care about storytelling. You care about the people you serve feeling seen and heard. Yes. Right. It's your mission. Yes. So <laughs> and hear them. Got it. And it's just so fulfilling when you relate to it that way, instead yeah. of like some annoying marketing strategy that doesn't really pay off anyhow. Yes. Any thoughts or feedback about that? I like that. Sometimes I have an instinct to do that and then I just get really lazy about it. Mm -hmm. This is just a good reminder. Like this is what it is. <laughs> this is what it is. Right. Yeah, like seeing and hearing and connecting with people is my goal anyway. So it's just a different vehicle. It's not yeah. starting with my course, but it's the same intention behind the delivery method. Yes, I had two thoughts about that. The first one is pretend every single person that you're talking to is in your course. Got it, okay, great. And here's why, for me, if you're in my program, we have some shared agreements. There's a built-in intimacy. I'm more comfortable talking to you yep. without feeling like I'm just making this up, right? Yeah. So just every person there in your program. Number two, what I heard you say was, oh, I don't have to wait to really connect in the way that I want to until someone hires me. I can yeah. do it first. Yeah. 
which is what I teach people to do. Like, it's totally, yeah. It's like an oh, duh yes. moment. I can't believe I forgot about that part. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. Okay, so I'd love to just hear from you where you're at and what your next steps are. I just want to make sure that this all feels grounded and actionable for you. Well, I took notes because I've completely forgotten everything we've said. Okay. <laughs> I'm just having such a good time. Okay. Where am I at? I'm excited. I do feel like the concerns that I was having about like the list building road sort of coming to an end or getting too crowded. I feel mm-hmm. like this is a great tool to help solve what I thought was going to be an issue. I have a date for September 1st to review what we talked about in terms of the podcast structure. And I think we need to have that in the can for October anyway. So that's sort of in line with what's already on the plan. And then going forward, instead of just wasting time on Instagram, which I'm very good at, I can make an effort to really connect with people in a personal way so that they feel seen and heard and act as if they're already in my program because the way that I approach them will be personal. And I love supporting clients. Like you can do it. You're amazing. I just love like cheerleading them. So that's something I can incorporate into how I connect with people on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It actually comes really naturally to you. So this is just about giving yourself permission to show up in that way. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was really fun. It was so fun. It's always a pleasure to see you. You are amazing. Uh, You can do it, Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go comment on your latest posts. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're so amazing at what you do and the way that you help people. And I appreciate you so much. So thank you. Thank you, Emily. And thank everyone listening. Uh, Let's all go and engage in the way that we will treat others as we would like to be treated on social and see the impact that it makes every day. Great. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's really the best way to show your support. Now, if your goal is to build a six-figure coaching business and you need a simple system to get there, I would love to invite you to join us inside the Six Figure Coach Club. I'm so proud of the community we've built there. Plus, the mentorship and training you'll receive is truly unmatched. Now, the first step to joining us is to actually watch the coach class. That way you can see how my approach to six figures can work for your business. And from there, you can apply to join us inside the club. So go to watchthecoachclass.com now to learn more about how I can help you reach your business goals inside the Six Figure Coach Club. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.